Welcome to The Common Bridge, where policy and current events are discussed in a fiercely nonpartisan manner. The host, Richard Helpy, is a philanthropist, entrepreneur, and political analyst who has over a million listeners around the world. The Common Bridge is available on Substack.com and draws guests and audiences across the political spectrum. Hello and welcome to The Common Bridge. I'm your host, Rich Helpy. This is episode 174 and the close of season three. And I just want to thank all of my listeners, viewers, and readers, those of you from podcast outlets, from YouTube, and especially from Substack.com. We're very excited about our future at the Common Bridge. And today I'd just like to share with you a column I wrote recently about lessons from the first three seasons. So something I wrote, and I'll read it as verbatim as possible if you don't mind. It's about the promise of a new media model. I know many compassionate and generous people, most of us do, from the person waiting in line for coffee, to the neighbor you see tending their home, to family members, to the staff helping us locate items in a store, to people we meet in school or at City Hall and in our families. And most people are kind and polite, no matter how they would define themselves. Now, in daily life, one can't tell the Republicans from the Democrats, from the independents, or any of the other political parties. We're just people. However, in this age of a hyper-partisan shit show that passes for self-government and independent reporting, we consume news that denigrates, blames, and ostracizes the other. I don't know if our political party started this or if it was a hyper-partisan news as entertainment programs or some combination, but the inevitable result of such division is not victory for one side or the other, but civil war, and probably an endless one at that. We're a much better people than the conduct of those we elect to serve us. And we are a very much better people than the way we are being characterized in the news. It's insulting. Meanwhile, issues of the day go unaddressed. Opportunities of the era remain unseized. And indeed, even when there's a claim that a problem solved, upon examination, it's a dull half-hearted effort. This is why I started The Common Bridge. Since our beginning three years ago as a podcast, we've brought in to include video on YouTube. Then in March of this year, 2022, we moved our audio, our podcast, our video, and our written offerings to a Substack page. Our audience is growing, which is really good news. And it's a daily occurrence now that people subscribe to The Common Bridge at Substack on their favorite podcast outlet or on YouTube. It's rare that we experience a lost subscriber. And that audience growth is accelerating. So it seems to me that we're getting somewhere positive, not only because of the growing audience and the following, but the reasons for the following. And yeah, I'm surprised and grateful that over three and a half million downloads, The Common Bridge, have been accessed by a worldwide audience. And frankly, I find it odd that a person like me is the one doing the reporting. 
I wonder how our journalism, news media, and tech platforms got so far off mission that I could simply not be a consumer of expert reporting from this large media. Why would the resources of journalism schools, newsrooms, reporting staff, and outlets for reporting be directed to this antagonistic type of product? Thus, the experience of the common bridge says there's hope for a new media model. Even discounting my perpetual optimism, the chief lessons from hosting three seasons of The Common Bridge is that given the choice, people will choose news over narrative. They'll choose to be informed versus inflamed. There is hope in a new day without the bitter partisan rancor and the sharp divide that are fomenting the next civil war. And in my opinion, the next battle will be between a rising media model that brings sober examination of facts versus an entrenched media model whose profits rely on invoking fear in its audience. The weaponry in this battle will be the character assassinations, ad hominem attacks, smears, and tech censoring that dominate the failing media model. Given the close couplings of the existing media model with the political structures, especially of whichever party is in power, one would not bet against further assaults of our First and Fourth Amendment protections. This battle is a fiercely nonpartisan issue. One needn't be of a particular political view to ask for constitutional rights and actual journalism, nor the freedom from fear for failing to repeat all the talking points. Seems we could all agree on that. And look, there's some leaders in this fight and many of them, but a shout out to Matt Taibbi for his fearless pursuit of journalistic principles. And we've been honored to have him on the show a couple times. Bill Maher is another one. Either of these men and many others could be comfortable in the political wing that they identify with, but both chose principles over politics. Fortunately, when I started the Common Bridge, I was protected by my own naivete and ignorance. In a half-joking manner, I said our brand promise was that every episode has something for everyone to dislike, no matter their political position. Turns out this was more than true. Objectively provable facts and data caused insults and outrage to be directed at me. Then I took note that these diatribes were coming from both the far right and the far left. Each accused me of being a radical extremist in support of the other side. That's when I became even more acutely aware of the narrative-driven foolishness that pollutes what should be objective news sources. A definition of a narrative is this, quote, a story that connects and explains a carefully selected set of supposedly true events experiences, or the like intended to support a particular viewpoint or thesis, close quote, carefully selected versus accurately reported. Let me rephrase that. When you buy into the narrative, you are being played. The remedy is pretty simple. Ask the second question. What set of supposedly true events, experiences, or the like are omitted in order to support the viewpoint thesis. There's more out there. The common bridge sets out to be the antithesis of the partisan narrative. We're small, but we're growing. Cable news, websites, apps, social media, and national networks struggle to keep the audiences they have. Their profit motive 
means that many have shifted to picking a slice of the audience and feeding them what they believe will keep those eyeballs and clicks. The common bridge, in contrast, brings experts willing to share their time and provide their knowledge of specific subject matter. Our formula bringing guests with credentials and giving them time to talk is fueling our success. The Common Bridge moved to Substack this season because we think there is a great future for direct-to-consumer reporting. Also, there's a lot less fear that we'll be censored. Unless Substack's web services are shut down, it is unlikely that Substack contributors will fall victim to the censoring, throttling, and deplatforming practiced by Facebook, Twitter, and all of them. Our guests. And we have had some really great guests this past season. Our guests this past season had included impeccably credentialed experts who were silenced by Twitter for not following the COVID narrative, despite ultimately being shown to be correct. And a shout out to Dr. Martin Kuldorf for honoring science and public health practices over pressure to submit to a narrative. During the pandemic, the Common Bridge hosted healthcare leaders and clinical experts to explain the impact of COVID. Subscribers to the Common Bridge expressed their appreciation for the thorough, methodical discussion, including an even-handed evaluation about what was or is known at some point during the pandemic, and similarly, what was or is unknown at various points in time. We even had leading immunologists explaining what's in the vaccines and how they're designed to work. Why was there no reporting like that in the established media? So a shout out to the University of Michigan's Dr. James Baker for his appearances on the Common Bridge. Four of them uh, really helped me make an informed choice about my vaccinations. Spoiler alert, I got vaccinated. And in a sliver of good news, Dr. Baker is now a regular guest on local television network. And other guests of ours have gone on to some of these more visible platforms. Not saying it was a cause and effect, but it's nice to see. So it was narrative-based reporting the cause of the public accepting as normal, a relentless cacophony of you are a bad person if you don't take the vaccine. The lesson for me is that people were turned from the hyper-politicized reporting that caused alarm to the fact-based interviews with people steeped in subject matter expertise. And another thing, the Common Bridge hosting a guest does not necessarily mean endorsement of the perspectives and opinions of the guest. It just means the guest gets ample opportunity to present their point of view for consideration by our listeners, our readers, and our viewers. We'd like to hear from everyone. And we've heard from many sources this past season. There have been many legal scholars and university professors, true academics with deep and unique perspectives, not these pathetic, predictable, paid talking heads who sell their integrity every day for a spot on cable news. They're the ones who will feign celebration for the rule of law when they shape their trials by media to delight consumers of their narrative and then smear the institution, the jury, or the judge when they lose an actual court. It's hilarious in that their audience keep fervent belief in new false narratives with the same formula 
But it's also dangerous in the damage done by disparagement of due process. Policy experts and authors have come to the Common Bridge. They come to share with our listeners, our readers, and our viewers the history, the present circumstances, and possible future policies for healthcare, for legal reform, for mental health services, for law enforcement, the economy, international relations, infrastructure, energy, and more. And in every case, we're not playing the villains and heroes narrative so prevalent on cable, network, and the former print media. Now, you couldn't have a program without having an audience. I guess you could. But we have listeners and readers and viewers. And I'm appealing for more listeners and readers and viewers because as a people, we need to use the power of today's communication technology to connect actual policy with political power. So what makes more sense? using the vast ability to communicate so that the desires of the populace can communicate their policy ideas to their elected representatives or for the politically powerful, using the power of today's technology to force narratives that actually make little sense. The audience of the Common Bridge know they won't agree with all the content. That's part of the nonpartisan diversity of thought that we offer. The listeners, the readers, the viewers choose to add calm perspective to counter the numbing narrative that encourages hate of those who don't conform to the party line. The model of conformity or be attacked has spilled over to the political realm as evidenced by the recent Philadelphia speech by President Unity. At one time, people accepted the news as a dispassionate recitation of facts. Now that model has changed to news as a means of presenting the ridiculous. This is only speculation, so discount it 99%. But one can imagine an editorial meeting at a major daily or a cable newsroom where the standard of truth is, hey, the audience believed this false story for a long time, so they'll probably believe the next whopper we're about to run. And there are literally no repercussions for having the story wrong, so run it. That same media model drives our great division needs to be replaced with a media model that informs versus inflames. But what of this existing media model? What are we going to do with this vast money-making enterprises in the current media model? I think it's pretty apparent. There's a role well-suited for them. It should have been blindly obvious when these news programs began carrying snippets from Saturday Night Live. So the obvious solution is news as entertainment like And I love this part, the Saturday Night Live's weekend update. News analysts from both the right and the left have testified in court they are not news but entertainment. The top hosts on the right and on the left have both successfully defended defamation suits by arguing to court that no one should believe all the stuff they spew. So maybe a tagline for their shows could be, we're lying, but you love it. A new media model would relegate the major news outlets to the entertainment they have become. Something like this. Good evening. We're not going to make you feel better about yourself by telling you how much better you are than the likes of those people on the other side. We're the most trusted name in news and you'll never hear any facts or perspectives that might help the other side. We'll keep feeding you the narrative. You keep avoiding critical thought. And now a word from our sponsors. The entertainment model could then take the position, something like 2 million people coming through our allegedly secure southern border isn't news, 
and that Washington, D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser is mistaken about the impact on her city, but 100 people immediately kicked out of a sanctuary city is indeed compassion. And we can all have a good laugh. Then people can turn off the entertainment and seek sources that bring more facts about the border situation and discuss what reasonable policy solutions would actually uphold the ideals of this great nation of immigrants. So the choice is yours. It's everybody's. What stands a better chance of success? Asking those with powerful media voices to replace inflaming with informing or leveraging new technology to build a new media model? Witness what happened when CNN's new chief executive, Chris Licht, met with Republicans. Tweets to abandon CNN and only patronize MSNBC were prevalent and very instructive. I think the blowback must have gotten Mr. Lick's attention as a selection of evening news anchors are a clear signal that changes from narrative to news, if any, will be minor. The evidence on the Common Bridge is clear. People really like being informed and everything is not partisan. That's it. It's up to everyone to reject the partisan reporting and insist that those we elect behave better. So we look forward to season four and expect more actual reporting by hosting a diverse set of guests. The Common Bridge will feature credentialed people with the view on how the extremes can be avoided. We will dive into the role of big tech in our lives, feature some people who are creating great enterprises and serving others, and discuss the impact of today's policy decisions on future generations of Americans. We are seeking guests to talk about the eroding, if not eroded, boundaries between Fourth Amendment rights and the conduct of federal law enforcement and the judicial system. The Common Bridge will rely on interviews with persons who have firsthand knowledge. What we won't do is call out every instance of partisan hypocrisy because that role is being filled by the opposing partisan. We will call for fairness and greater good and perhaps a little mix of common sense. We'll seek good guests and offer open interviews. The Common Bridge will fear no idea, opinion, or perspective. And yes, from time to time, there will be opinion pieces, and always they will be labeled as such. So thank you. I am grateful and humbled by the strong following of the Common Bridge's podcast, Substack postings, and YouTube views. Each week, my listeners, viewers, and readers are getting our best. Together, we can make a difference. Challenge the talking heads, including politicians. Challenge their vitriolic messaging, their othering, and their gross lack of basic fairness. It's a fool's errand to participate in a clash of one cult against another cult. There will be no ultimate victory or final defeat, just larger and endless clashes. If you're a subscriber, thank you. Please ask your friends and family to leave the partisan extremes and join us on the Common Bridge for season four. If you haven't subscribed yet, please consider a free or paid subscription. And with this, this is Rich Helpy signing off on season three of the Common Bridge. Onward from here. Thanks for joining us on the Common Bridge. Please subscribe to the Common Bridge on Substack.com, where you can find more interviews, columns, podcasts, video, and other nonpartisan discussions to the problems of today. On Substack, you can access the full archive and bonus columns, podcasts, and interviews for only $5 a month. Please go to Substack.com and search for The Common Bridge and subscribe.